are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Opening of the NFL is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Promo code Locked On gets you 20% at MacWeldon.com. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock here with you on this Friday afternoon episode. Quick reminder, you can find this podcast on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya. We are everywhere, as are all the shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On NFL, co-hosted by myself, along with the former NFL scout Matt Williamson, bringing you around the league daily here on the network. Follow me on Twitter at BDPeacock. You can go to LockedOn49ers.com to find everything you need about this show. And it's a good thing I waited to Friday afternoon. So now we've got the official injury report heading into Sunday's game. And we heard from Kyle Shanahan before the team jumped on the plane, got ready to go play some football, some real football week one in Tampa Bay. And that's a 125 start. Remember, it's not the 10 a.m. East Coast start like normal. Due to that concert happening at Raymond James Stadium before the game, it's actually a 425 Eastern, which is the standard 125 kickoff for the West Coast team, which I think helps the 49ers. And another thing that helps the 49ers in that humid heat that will be Tampa Bay Sunday afternoon, the 49ers get to wear their away white jerseys with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wearing the normal dark home uniforms. But Kyle Shanahan is happy about that and in fact had to make sure that the Bucks couldn't change their mind before he spoke on it. They can't change their mind on that, can they? I am surprised. <laughs> and I'm very thankful. Team captains have been voted on and chosen for the 2019 season and as you would expect some veteran 49ers Five of the most important 49ers in Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Staley, George Kittle on offense, and DeForest Buckner and Richard Sherman on defense. Those are your captains in 2019. And the first official injury report has been released for week one. Out are wide receivers Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor. Defensive back Jimmy Ward, who broke his finger this week, is listed as out. But Kyle Shanahan said that they should be able to patch him up and put maybe a club or some sort of a taped up device on his hand to where he could be able to play possibly in week two. But Jimmy Ward will be out for week one, which means Tarvarius Moore will get the start at free safety for the 49ers. Out for Tampa Bay, Evans. No, Not wide receiver Mike Evans. Safety Justin Evans. He has an Achilles injury. He's out. And left shoulder injury is going to keep former 49er Blaine Gabbert out as backup quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Questionable Nick Bosa. He is expected to play, but Weston Richburg and Nick Bosa, in fact, both the hope is they're going to play. They're on path to be able to play listed as questionable. Here's Kyle Shanahan on how Richburg's knee and Bosa's ankle are doing and how they'll play that going into Sunday. Uh, I mean, similar to what I just said about Richburg. I mean, definitely not all the way there yet, um, but had a good week and I'm encouraged about it. Um, you know, we had a, we went half walk through the day, half full speed. We'll get on this plane, which you're always a little nervous about with how long it is and stuff. And we'll see how those guys react tomorrow when we get them up and run them a little bit. 
two really important players there for the 49ers. And on one hand, you would love to have them out there. And Bosa is so important to this team for his pass rush ability. So even if he's limited, having him in there on third downs will be huge across from D Ford on the outside. And then Weston Richburg at center is a huge upgrade. And when healthy, he's going to be an important piece of the offensive line for the 49ers. You want them to have that cohesiveness and have the same five starters that you had all of last year playing together again all of this year. But with both of those players, you also don't want to get them hurt further and then ruin, you know, part of their season going forward from here. So you got to be smart, but it's such a huge boost to have those guys in the lineup. Finishing up the injury report, also questionable for the 49ers, cornerbacks Jason Verrett and K1 Williams. Uh, Mike Evans, the wide receiver, he does have an illness. A flu-like thing is happening, and it's been going around in the Tampa area, and apparently most players have recovered within 24 hours in their isolated cases. So Evans missed practice but is not expected to miss the game. Still listed as questionable, but usually questionable guys most of the time are able to play. So most of these guys, it looks like we will see on the field. And that would be rough for that Bucks offense if Mike Evans is not able to go or is low energy due to that illness that he's dealing with right now. But they've said they've bounced back and recovered within 24 hours. The players who have had that uh, flu or illness or whatever bug is going around. So Bruce Arians expect... Uh, Mike Evans to be able to rest up and be ready to play. Good news for the 49ers. Some players that uh, might have been expected to show up on the injury report that have been sitting out in practice this week. Joe Staley has been getting some veteran days off. He's full go for this weekend. And D. Ford and Dante Pettis, who were on the injury report earlier in the week, have been limited in practice. They were both full participants in practice. So D. Ford and Dante Pettis both look good to go 100%. Sunday. Uh, In other transaction news for the 49ers, Adrian Colbert, the safety who did not make the initial roster, the 49ers have made an injury settlement with him. So he is a free agent and uh, due to NFL rules, they could possibly bring him back after five weeks if he's still a free agent. But they had to come to an injury settlement with both Adrian Colbert and Nick Williams who were dinged up at the end of preseason and you can't completely cut a player who is injured, so they had to have an injury settlement so those players could become fully free agents. Coming up, more Kyle Shanahan on his improved roster going into the 2019 season and his expectations for this squad and the decision to have a layover in Youngstown, Ohio between week one in Tampa and week two in Cincinnati rather than flying back to the West Coast and then back to Cincy. And my top five keys to victory for the 49ers Sunday. It's time to celebrate. Football is finally back, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge Week 1 contests. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code LOCKEDON will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Get in on the season opener action. Download the DraftKings app now and use code LOCKEDON. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500, and new users don't miss that extra special week one bonus. Enter code Locked on to get free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code locked on only at DraftKings make it rain. 
At the podium Friday, Shanahan was asked about the team going into the 2019 season and how much better he feels about the roster in year three. And he's spoken numerous times about how uh, he expected this to be a little bit of a process. And year three was that time that the 49ers he expected would be ready to truly compete. I definitely do. And that's not just because you make statements like that or you say you should be there in year three. It's because uh, we believe we are there. Um, we, we know we have a good chance to win. Um, I think our guys, you know, lip service doesn't do much for players. They see the guys next to them. They feel the players out there. They know how much harder competition it was throughout, um, how much harder just deciding on the 53 is. Um, they know there were some good players who we let go of because um, they couldn't make our 53, although they're good enough to be in the NFL. So um, when guys see that, you feel it right away. And I also think we got some guys who have been around here that – you know, it's winning is very important to not just being in the NFL and um, guys really do want to win. And um, through the work they put in and the guys around them that they go against, I know they believe they can. That's one of the big things about this season. The depth is so much better and it's obvious they've added a ton of help, especially. I mean, you cannot be a functional defense and not have those edge pass rushers. DeForest Buckner's a really good player and he is been kind of slighted league-wide there's so many good defensive tackles in the league and you know he wasn't in the NFL top 100 or whatever but that's an awful list anyway that's a conversation for another day or actually it's a conversation for no day because NFL top 100 list is, is basically worthless but you still need that pressure from the outside the 49ers did not have it in fact the 49ers best pass rusher going into last year they thought was Cassius Marsh and this year in camp at best he was the fifth best pass rusher coming off the edge that the 49ers had on their roster so that's one of the big ones they've added playmakers two rookie wide receivers George Kittle has stepped up and and leapt into the upper echelon of tight ends around the league so this is a team that is much better they're a little bit older, a year older, more development throughout the roster. It's obviously a better football team. And last year we saw with a lot of hype and Jimmy Garoppolo, once he got hurt, we saw how much this team lacked depth. And I think a lot of that has been maybe not completely fixed, but it's much better going into 2019. Richard Sherman talked to reporters and he was asked about the Youngstown, Ohio holdover between Tampa and Cincinnati between weeks one and two. And he didn't sound like he loved the idea. He's like, well, you know, my wife and children don't like it, definitely, but it saves the team a five-hour flight, which is a good thing. And then Shanahan was asked about it and maybe a little bit of a team-building aspect and in, in how it helps his football team. And he didn't commit to whether the 49ers would do it again when they have a couple of straight East Coast swings later in the season. I mean, when it, when it comes out right away, you look at it as a negative, and then you try to figure out how to work it out, and now I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I think it's always hard to win. You know, just the, the players and the coaches and everyone who's got to go. I mean, last night you got to say bye to your families and you know you're not going to be back for, um, you know, 10 days. And then usually you get back and you get back at, you know, midnight on a Sunday night and usually don't see them again until that Friday. So I, I think that can wear on guys a little bit. What's good is it is early in the season. Um, I do like the fact that we have two back-to-back So because it is a pain when you do have them back-to-back to and just the traveling and to do it so much with the sleep-wake cycle and just the amount of flying that I do believe it'll really help us staying out there. Um, it's not something when you want to have to do a ton, but um, definitely my experience being here the last two years, I've heard it about a lot of people who have been here in the past. Um, it definitely is a factor, and I think this is the best we can deal with it. And um, when you do decide that, it's the best thing to help your guys have the energy and play the right way, then it's also going to be fun to be together for a week. Um, you know, we're always together throughout the day, but when the day's over, everyone goes home, and sometimes it's nice to just be in the hotel with the guys. 
You definitely don't like it when you get that schedule and you see it for the first time and you see two road games to start the season, both on the eastern half of the United States going all the way down to Tampa, Florida, and then all the way up to Cincinnati, Ohio. Not a great start to the season. They, they could be two more difficult teams. So you like that the opponents aren't, you don't feel like you're going to go on the road and go 0-2. I think the 49ers, if they come away with a split, I think that's a really solid way to start a season when you start two games on the road and you're you're traveling that much and hopefully that holdover in Youngstown, Ohio helps the 49ers in week two. Oh, and two would be amazing, but a split I think is really, really good for the 49ers after two weeks. And then you come home and there's a very difficult team with the Pittsburgh Steelers in week three. Then you have a lot of rest time for that early by week four, but there is a lot of difficult teams on this roster and most of the teams that you would say, okay, neutral field, which games do you like? Which teams do you think are the most beatable? Most of those are road games and road games are difficult in the NFL as it is. 49ers were 0-8 last year on the road. They haven't won since the end of the 2017 season on the road. And so it's no joke going around and traveling in the NFL and so many games are so close around the league. Most games are decided within one score and many times, there's a one score difference or, you know, bookmakers think there's about at least a three point difference between home and road in most games. And some environments are even more difficult than that to play in for road teams. So it's a tough go. It's a tough way to start. I think a split would be fantastic for the 49ers, but this schedule is just, it's one of the most difficult in the league. And on Locked On NFL, we had Mike Sando on with Matt Williamson and myself and talking about just breaking it down to just pure quarterbacks. And uh, he talked to NFL executives and had it broken down into tiers for quarterbacks. The 49ers had the fourth most difficult schedule when it came down to just isolating the quarterbacks that their team would be facing. And the third most was the Arizona Cardinals. And those teams, you know, obviously have very similar schedules. So you can tell that it's a rough go and it's a difficult schedule for the 49ers. And even the teams that uh, had quarterbacks that weren't in the top couple of tiers, they were still quarterbacks like Kyler Murray that they'll face twice in Lamar Jackson, who teams aren't really sure about. And they could be very difficult opponents in their own right, even though they're maybe not upper echelon quarterbacks right now. So a difficult schedule for the 49ers. That's why when I went through the schedule, it's hard to pick them to be more than eight and eight, even though I think talent wise, the 49ers can be better. They just have to figure some things out. And I think some of those things we'll talk about right now in the 49ers five keys to victory Sunday. Let's count this down from number five to number one. And all five of these things are very important. Some big question marks this year. For the team, I'm going to start with red zone. It's dogged the 49ers for a while under Shanahan. And the 49ers, I think, are going to be good between the 20s. I think they're going to be able to put up yards. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball, especially when you have Kittle over the middle. I mean, it's such a weapon to have for the 49ers. And I know opposing teams are going to look at the, at the 49ers and say, okay, look, we know we're going to face the wide zone Shanahan run game. We have to stop that. But then things get condensed there. Even if they're having a rough time, Stopping that wide zone when things get condensed, it makes running the ball more difficult. And the 49ers haven't proven they've been able to consistently get in the end zone. And it's not only just like, okay, now we have to completely change what we do and now we're a power football team. You know, uh, a lot of it is just execution and a lot of it is penalties. They'll get down there and uh, have a big play. They'll be at the seven yard line, first and, t first and goal. 
and then five yard penalty. Now it's first and goal from the 12 and then everything just gets all screwed up. So it's not just having big trees down there, big power forwards that can rebound and pull the ball down in the end zone. It's not about becoming a completely different identity, a completely different team and becoming a power football team. It's more about execution and guys getting open, making good throws, making uh, you know good reads for the running backs, opening holes for these guys, not having penalties, not making mistakes by the goal line. And so they can improve even if they had all the same personnel, they can improve just from being more consistent and executing better down by the goal line. I think that'll be a huge thing for them. And then I think they have a little bit more, you know, personnel wise, I think they can do a little bit better as well this season than last year, putting the ball in the end zone. It's going to be huge for the 49ers. They got to put up sixes instead of threes. Teams really know what the 49ers can do well, and they're going to try to do their best to clog up the middle of the field and uh, force those running backs back into the inside, back into the teeth of the defense, and put a lot of focus on George Kittle. And the Bucks are pretty well suited to combat that with some really athletic linebackers. Levante David and the rookie number five overall pick in Devin White out of LSU is supremely athletic. So running sideline to sideline, they're pretty well suited to, to, to combat that at the linebacker position and then athletic enough to run with George Kittle possibly as well. So that's an aspect of the team that I like for the Bucks matching up against the 49ers is they can run at linebacker. Now, the secondary, maybe the defensive line, the 49ers could have some success still. But the linebacker part of things, I think, could maybe not work in, maybe it's not a clear win for the Bucks where it's like, okay, we can't throw to our tight end because they have fast linebackers or we can't run, you know, wide zone because uh, the outside zone scheme now doesn't work because they have fast linebackers. The 49ers can still gouge them and still make big plays there, but they have a nice couple of guys there to help against those specific things, even though I think it's an advantage for the 49ers personnel-wise on offense, as long as they can do one specific thing, which is my number four key to victory for the 49ers, and that's identify some playmakers on the outside. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? Put that knowledge to use. If you're listening to this show, you're obviously a well-informed football fan, whether you're betting on the 49ers, betting on some of the other games around the league, make yourself a little cash with my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On. Visit MyBookie.ag. Today, you play, you win, you get paid. As great as George Kittle was in 2018, the 49ers can't rely on just that connection. And Kittle was actually even better with Mullins than he was with Garoppolo to start the season. And part of that was I think he was getting fed more because he was having such a great season. But I expect Garoppolo to have a nice rapport with George Kittle, and he will be heavily targeted. And if you're asking who the the wide receiver one is for the 49ers, it's George Kittle at tight end. But the 49ers do need to figure something out on the outside. And whether it's... Uh, the veteran in Goodwin, just like it was in 2017, where he's the guy that ends up being, you know, sort of the de facto top wide receiver for the 49ers. Or if it is Dante Pettis, who becomes that guy who looks like he's going to be the starter across from 
Marquise Goodwin at wide receiver, or maybe the young guy eventually jumps out and it's Debo Samuel and he's so talented and he's so good with the ball in his hands. And, you know, I think he's going to have some packages of plays in week one. He's not going to be a starter, but I wonder if at some point he's going to get starters reps. And even if it's week one, let's say the offense is a little bit stagnant and they're not getting, you know, a lot from maybe Pettis and Goodwin. I want to see a lot of Debo Samuel if that's the case. And maybe he's the guy that could break out as early as week one and prove that, you know what, you've got to have this guy on the field almost at all times. But someone on the outside has got to make some plays. So that's why number four is playmakers on the outside. Someone has to step up. And look, it could be a different guy every week. We don't have to be like feeding one person all day long. In fact, that probably hampers an offense in some cases where you only, you know, everybody knows where you have to go, which is why I'm a little bit worried about the Kittle thing, because if I'm a defense, like I mentioned, I'm looking at two things and I'm looking at that outside zone run and I'm looking at George Kittle and I'm making you prove that you can beat me on the outside. And so it's going to be up to those guys, whoever's on the outside to make some big plays and keep defenses honest. That's why it's a key to victory for me this week in Tampa. Number three, and you know what, if if we do this every single week on Fridays and I bring you five keys to victory, I have a feeling a lot of these are going to show up often, you know, based on what we saw last year for the 49ers. And with most teams, when you see something that's a weakness or see something that a team needs to improve or something specific in a game plan, uh, that kind of shows up a lot. And last year, what showed up a lot was a weakness in the secondary and the 49ers could not get things figured out on the back end. Now, pass rush will help but the number three key to victory is the 49ers really covering people on the back end because there is a good group of pass catchers and Jameis Winston is not afraid to chuck the ball and Bruce Arians is not afraid to dial up plays for his quarterbacks to chuck the ball so the pass rush will help and I expect the pass rush to be huge for the 49ers and really help the back end and help the secondary and make it so they don't have to cover as much and but you can't get to the quarterback on every play. So the, the guy's got to cover. And Richard Sherman's got to cover. And Mike Evans had his way with Richard Sherman last year. And everybody who was not Richard Sherman on that defense was either hurt or in and out of the lineup because they were banged up or not covering people well or not where they were supposed to be or not communicating well. That has to change 100% or this team's going nowhere this season and this team's going to have a rough time even this week. Even if they're able to get to Jameis Winston, they could still fire back and make some big plays if the safety's not where he's supposed to be and if guys can't cover and if there's miscommunications and people running free and they're too talented even if they're not running free just because it's going to be tough to cover Mike Evans. It's going to be tough to cover Chris Godwin. It's going to be tough to cover O.J. Howard who uh, is, is really athletic uh, very Kittle-like in his athleticism, very similar. They ran four, five. I think Howard was the only tight end faster than George Kittle, in fact, in that draft. Oh, I take that back. I think Evan Ingram was in that draft too, wasn't he? And he ran a high four fours. That was what a crazy draft for tight ends. Ingram was four fours. I think Howard was four five zero or four five one, and Kittle was four five two. Just stupidly athletic linebackers in that class. It's nice that the 49ers were able to jump in and draft one of those tight ends. But, uh, yeah, they, the Bucks got a good one in, in George Kittle. And their backup tight end in Cameron Brait, who was a long-term starter, is really good, too. So they can go two tights on you. But the secondary has to be able to cover these people and make life easier for everybody and get on the field. And if the ball gets thrown to them, catch the ball. 
So secondary would be my number three key to victory and them making a massive improvement over last year, specifically with that communication and the consistency. You don't have to lock guys down everywhere. You just have to be consistent and be in the place where you need to be. So when a corner can jump a route knowing he's got the safety help over the top where he's supposed to be, you can do those things and work together. But also goes hand in hand with my number two key to victory, which is turnovers. The 49ers had the least turnovers practically ever in the history of football in any level. I mean, it, was, it was ridiculous. It was stupid what the 49ers were not able to do in, in taking away the football last year. So, you know, you've got to protect the football and offense, but the takeaways is really the key here for the 49ers. And the pass rush will help. The secondary being improved and being consistent, being where they're supposed to be will help. I think just luck and regression toward the mean will help. All those things working together, the 49ers have to create turnovers. Jameis Winston is one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks in the league, getting pressure on the quarterback, forcing him to make even poorer decisions, and then the secondary finishing the job, catching the ball, uh, pulling the ball out of the hands of running backs. The 49ers have to create turnovers and have to win the turnover differential. I mean, that's true any week, but uh, this team's got to really improve there. And uh, I think it all starts up front with that pass rush. If the pass rush is indeed as improved as I think it's going to be, and the 49ers potentially dominant up front with that defensive line, I think those turnovers are going to come just naturally. And last year will be a, a year where you're like, hey, remember that one weird season? Yeah, that's not happening again. So, Turnovers, number two key to victory in Tampa Bay Sunday. And my number one key to victory, anybody listening to this podcast knows, and I probably don't have to go into any detail here, it's injuries. Stay healthy. One of the more injured teams around the league, the 49ers rolled the dice on some players who have been injured in the past. Jimmy Ward, we're already seeing him, broke two different bones this preseason now he's out week one. Tarverius Moore in there at free safety. 49ers down to three safeties again. Four if you count DJ Reed, who could fill in and do some free safety work. Um, Quan Alexander coming off a torn ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a torn ACL. The offensive line's already starting out banged up. We'll see if Nick Bosa will be at 100% and going or how much he'll play. Weston Richburg, we'll see if he's at 100% and can start and can play effectively for the 49ers. A lot of questions with injuries. And not only the guys who are already hurt, but let's prevent more. Let's hope no more new injuries pop up because that's another thing on top of the already banged up guys. Stay healthy. Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey. I don't want those backup tackles to sniff the field Sunday. Let's stay healthy out there. That's the number one key, I think, to victory for the 49ers and really throughout the season because if you get banged up in week one, that's going to affect you the rest of the way. Stay healthy. Injuries. Number one key to victory. I'm just going to lock that in in the number one spot for the next 15 weeks as well. I'm pretty excited for real football to happen in the 49ers season to be back. I think you might be able to tell I'm almost out of breath. I'm at my stand-up desk and I'm moving around and, and, and it's almost like I've, I've run three miles while I've done this podcast. So I'm, I'm nearly out of breath. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Excited for real NFL football. 49ers, Buccaneers, 125 p.m. Pacific time kickoff from Tampa. I'll have it all broken down Monday right here. Locked on 49ers.